Welcome back to another episode of Everyone is Stupid Except Us. I'm Ross. And I am glad that by the time this comes out, Christmas will be over. Because we are recording this just before Christmas, which means it'll be out like New Year's-ish day, Eve, something. Probably a little bit before New Year's. So we're trying to decide whether to talk about Christmas things or end of year things. So we can talk about how wonderful and exciting 2018 was in general. And that's not even concluding personal stuff because we can't include personal stuff for legal reasons. Don't ask. But <laughs> we can't talk about... <laughs> I can't talk about legal reasons. Why not? Well, you're not supposed to ask me about that. But we can talk about the holidays. We got a few, a couple of Christmas things. I wanted to uh, moan about Christmas uh, tunes, specifically some sort of newer song lyrics in general. And Sean just wanted to complain about Christmas entirely. <laughs> but that's all just one part of it. There's a few uh, little things in the news recently. There was a, another petition re uh, about some statues that go up. This is uh, happening Pretty much across North America where a, a statue goes up and then everyone says, oh, hey, wait a minute, that guy was a bit of a dick back in his time. And then they uh, take uh, Columbus or uh, Thomas Edison, uh, everybody everybody in history was a dick. Yeah, look at that. They did mean things before we all became uh, these you know, next level evolved proto-humans that yeah, are all super intelligent. No, nobody today is a dick. Nope, no one makes we, mistakes ever. We, we, we bred dickitry out of the human genome in the 1800s. Exactly. Put up a Trump statue. Make it laced with gold. The <laughs> In other recent news, the Oxford sinkhole continues to do amazing things. We're going to talk a little bit more about the Oxford sinkhole. We're going to become known as that. It'll just be the, the, the Oxford sinkhole podcast. Sure, you want to listen to a podcast where they talk about the Oxford sinkhole and Donald Trump? Oh, have I got the <laughs> podcast for you. Woo, no one else is doing this kind of thing. Um, Sean's Breaking got another interesting... Ground. Uh, another thing about electric cars, uh, some prototypes from the Volkswagen EV in initiative. Which we've discussed. Which we have? Oh, yes. Like fully? No, not no, not this point, but we've discussed the, the plans Volkswagen has to, you know, take down everybody else in the EV field. The lead up to it. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then pretty much that's, that's mostly it. I found another odd story about a woman being charged with a witchcraft charge somewhere out west, if I remember reading the story correctly, where she wasn't charged with witchcraft, she was charged with pretending <laughs> to practice witchcraft. So I think most, most of the comments in the stories are just everyone dislikes this woman and they're just trying to make her go away and they're trying to think of ways of doing it. Halloween is now illegal. Just charge her with tax evasion or something, like what a normal society does. So anyway, <laughs> a few things to go over. Uh, we could go over... Yeah, since Christmas was a while ago, we could go over Christmas first. You basically want to piss and moan about Christmas. Uh, is it is it the celebration uh, of things, or is it just kind of the... Uh... I think it's, it's the forced merriment, and it's like, I, I... You know, first of all, I am not a particularly social person, as everybody knows, but I do enjoy spending time with friends and family. Uh -huh. What I don't enjoy is being told when I'm supposed to do that <laughs> and then having these, like, social norm responsibilities thrust upon me. Like, every Christmas, our I'm an only child and my wife's parents live quite a di distance away. So every Christmas we have this... Um, tradition where we will bring we'll have my parents come over for the you know like a, a couple of hours in the evening and we'll sit around and you know talk maybe play a board game and we'll you know eat some food and all this kind of stuff and it's a good time yeah but this year it's like oh my wife is like oh we got to make sure we do this and we got to clean the house and we got to prepare this and we got to buy these groceries and we got to do this it's like you know that my parents understand how we live right it, it, it's <laughs> like why why are we deep cleaning the house they know that we have a dog so it's like oh there's fur on the floor oh my god who cares it, there's fur on the floor you know? because yeah i i used to have those thoughts and reactions before as well when i lived in a place where there was 
uh, those things you mentioned. What was that one? <laughs> Dogs? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and there was just kind of a general clutter. So when things would come, oh, people are coming over. We've got to clean this up and clean that up. Are you trying to hide the fact that we have kids? I'm trying to understand the end goal here. And it, it, it turned into a big, and I, I, get, I think this comes up, this becomes more of a pressure at, at the holidays where it, it, keeping up with the Johnsons, I think, is, is the, uh, mm. the syndrome where you have to make sure that your house, is, oh, you, you can't just have a, a regular Christmas tree anymore. You got to have a, a white Christmas tree or you have to, have, you know, you find those fake ones out there and all the lights are already on because you have to have all the lights on and need to be perfectly symmetrical. My Christmas tree, I can see it right here, is, I like it. It's fine. But from a, it, it's not making any magazine covers for the express point that I started decorating with the colored lights starting at the bottom, worked my way up, ran out of colored lights, and I'm like, what else have I got? And I had a primarily blue set. So the top third of my tree is blue, like just blue lights, and the bottom two thirds is colored lights. I'm like, you get you get to the get to the top, and it's just that chain chain of uh, of of linked uh, paper rings that you've stapled together <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't even have any garlic. But I, I got to that, and I looked at it, and I said. Ah, that's, uh, that looks kind of half-assed. Perfect. <laughs> oh, well. Perfect. <laughs> Done. That is that is that. Yeah. So it, I, I, I use the exact same wrapping paper to wrap all of my daughters. You know, they're all under the under the mm-hmm. tree. I, I tidied up because uh, there were, you know, uh, like corn chip crumbs because, again, daughter. I have a kid. Well, there was yeah, kid you, filth you, all over the place. So I tidied I'm up. Not gonna, I'm not going to lie. You do live in filth. I live in total filth. But I live in filth most of the time. And I sweep it under the rug whenever I'm having like a large group of people over. But if it's just like one person coming over, I'm like, I'm not doing anything to impress you. You can see how I live. I don't care. Mm-hmm. This is where I keep the, you know, muffin liners on the floor. <laughs> Here's where my pizza from last week lives. Yeah. But, as an example it's, uh, it's i mean it's not just the cleaning it's it's the the pressure to entertain and the pressure to socialize with with larger groups and it's it's i don't really have a problem with that per se doing those things it's just kind of like the ex i don't like doing things when there's an when there's the expectation of doing those things and i've it's it it goes against the contrarian in me whereas if i'm expected uh, to do something i really don't want to do it mm-hmm. and that's kind of what this whole christmas thing is becoming to me and it's like i kind of dragged my heels on the whole gift buying thing and my wife is so into christmas so it really throws <laughs> into 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 contrast how how little I really care about it. Um, I'm big on gift gift like I I love getting stuff for my kid and my and my family but I hate decorating I mean, mm. sometimes it's kind of fun, and I put up a couple of things, but for the most part, I'm like, Ugh, and everyone's like, oh, you rewrap the garland around this and make sure this is over here, and I gotta have to put up all the good stuff and put this out on the lawn. I'm like, no, I I get a tree, and then I'm done, and I put up a few lights in different places, and then, yep, there we go. That that looks pretty Christmas. That looks plenty, plenty Christmas to me. From the time that I left my parents' house to the time that my wife moved into to this house, I never had a Christmas tree. Like, I didn't own a, an artificial tree. I never bought a real tree. And it, it was just like, I don't... It Christmas has always been a thing with my family, but because we've moved around so much when I was growing up, we never had a, a, a Christmas bigger than the three of us. So it seemed like once the three of us weren't sharing a house anymore... 
it's like I don't need to do a big thing and it just never it was never a thing that we really worried about the first couple of years that I had moved into this place my parents were all like oh do you really want to do christmas this year and i'm like i'm kind of ambivalent and they're like okay good we're gonna leave the country for the oh that's over right. christmas. i remember that yeah they went to the like, south and your awesome. father went golfing and your mom was on a cruise or yeah. something like that i'm like cool awesome see you guys later bring me back something nice i i am one of the first ones to like jump on people and get really mad at them when they say things oh it's always been that oh we have to do it because tradition but for whatever reason what the the traditions that i keep going with with christmas are the ones that the only response i've got is but 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 i other than i like having a tree i've, I've got but i've always had a tree you know growing up it was just there and it's it's not like i i look back with glow you know i, I wasn't brought up in a broken and abused household and you know we, we did we did fine it was uh you know landed european immigrants so things were a little stoic and not exactly all about oh family and love it was just all here is your family and you will do this so the, the traditions they they don't fill me with like the sense of oh my bringing was so wonderful I just do it and I don't know I get a warm feeling just looking at this tree you know I'm I'm here I'm all by myself currently right now my daughter's gonna come see me on on Christmas but even just looking around I look at this stuff and I'm sort of like yeah you know I get a good nice happy feeling yeah Christmas you're all right I can do this you know the, the house doesn't smell I'm not baking everything i don't really care for that that side of things but just having that little tree there and it's kind of it's kind of cold out and it, it to me it matches the weather mm-hmm. we're around this time of year i'm sort of like oh things are starting to get cold it's time to you know decorate and brighten it up with a little bit of something and then and then we go through the january february and march of just deepest darkest cold oh my god the snow has been piling up and we don't get to have pretty lights anymore this is it, it in our in our section of of the well, world. It doesn't. Qu- winter doesn't quite arrive until a little bit after Christmas. It's going to be cold. It's going to be gray, and it's going to last the rest of your life. <laughs> and that's even another month in. We don't get Groundhog Day yet. No. Until until January. I think it's you. You gotta you gotta pace out your your Bill Murray movie. So you watch. You, you watch Scrooge at Christmas, and then you watch Groundhog Day in February, and then somewhere around March or April, you go all the way back and watch The Razor's Edge, which is one of his most depressing movies, and then you, you're all set to kill yourself. I've never even heard of that. The Razor's Edge is quite is I I I really like it. It's uh, it's it's more of a historical film, but a guy and he goes he's he's a rich aristocrat. He Bill Murray plays a rich aristocrat who has everything handed to him, and his whole life is is laid out for him. But he decides to go and be a part of um I think. He, he works for like the Red Cross or he works in a medic van during World War One, and he goes out there and he basically sees World War One, and he comes back from the war and he is just my life is invisible. My life is a sham. You know, I've, I've wasted everything. I actually need to do something with myself. So he tries to become a better person and it it affects this particular relationship he has with this this woman of his dreams who was like his girlfriend before he went away to the war and then when he came back she pretty much wanted to keep being a capitalistic you know, <laughs> aristocrat and he wanted to live in squalor and learn everything so he goes and becomes a coal miner and he, you know, he leaves and goes to France and he just he he uh, he ma- he makes a much smaller life for himself, and it, it, it sounds like this movie also will last the rest of your life. It, it gets more and more depressing towards the end, and it has a cool ending. It yeah. But anyway, my point wasn't that like if if somebody else enjoys that, I don't mean to say oh nobody should be doing this or or I think it's stupid because I I understand where people derive pleasure from the holiday traditions. I personally don't care and. 
I, I, I feel, but like my wife really does. She really, cause she, she was from a big family, uh, and they grew up, you know, in the small town, not a lot of money and, you know, down in Christmas tree farming country. Mm. So Christmas was a big thing for, for, for her well, and that, her That's where everyone's bonuses came in. Yeah, exactly. And you could finally and order a pie. A pie. I know, we can go out back and kill a turkey. But it's um, you, it's kind of like... You're, you're a firm proponent care. of uh, everyone can do exactly what they want, but stop don't shouting it in, in it. my face and leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. Which is difficult because I can't really say that to my wife who wants to celebrate Christmas. Well, it's even more difficult for so. you because the, the worst place I find for the forced Christmas celebration is in not so much all media, but definitely television and radio are the worst mm. uh, contributors to this whole thing. And your wife happens to work in one of those mediums. Yep. Like, Did yep. you listen? <laughs> Did you watch my show? Did you check the whole thing? You mean I have to listen to hours and hours of this? And one of she knows better than to ask now. Did you listen to my show today? Because <laughs> the answer invariably is no. Why would I? And you know, well, it's it's worse at this time of year. <laughs> We're doing all the stuff that you when, when we when we first started going out. Yes, I'll admit that when she was live on air, I used to listen to it. But now it's like it's pre-recorded. Can you just like give me your 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 twenty minutes of I, your pre-recorded show? Part. That's you because you need to listen to you need to be there listening for the the fifteen yeah. and a half seconds that that she's on in between. Yeah, she's rarely on live anymore. Uh, um, in between but, an hour of other stuff. Did you hear me? Yeah. Like, no. Do I have to listen to nine Ariana Grande songs before I can actually just yeah. hear your voice a little? How about you well, just give me a call? The worst part is that she's on she's on country, so you know that's. Uh, it's just Ariana Grande with a hat, right? Yeah, it's like I don't, I don't need to listen to Dean Brody all over again. Oh God, you know their names. I well, you know what? <laughs> Long story it short, comes with the territory. We're not a fan of country music. You could like country music if you like, but once again, please, I'm not a fan <laughs> don't of any drag us out. genre. I like, I like songs. There are a few songs that are played on country radio that are kind of, you know, they're nice, rocking, good tune songs. But by and large, I, I don't listen to music on the radio because right now they just have their winter season. CD on where it's the same 19 songs in repeat. Yeah, I I happen I found Sarah Harmer for the first time while accidentally flipping through channels and sticking to the country music television, and I thought the song was amazing. It was really cool. Speaking of uh, songs or thing, things that come on the radio, here my biggest pet peeve at Christmas is you will probably recognize this commercial probably as soon as I start it. The staff of Al's uh, Pawtucket Plumbing Supply Store would like to wish you and yours a very safe and merry holiday this season and wish the best of you in the new year and to see you continue as customer. Every single commercial break has these little breaks and I know it's a quick sell. Where you go out and you get you know all the, the local worst? companies to, to pay you and, you and you get like a little boost for your advertising because there's these neat little 10 second segments where you, mm -hmm. oh, do you want to give yep. a Christmas message? And they, they, they manipulate them just enough that not every company gets exactly the same thing. And it's nice, mm -hmm. you know, they record them all individually and the wording is slightly different, but I... I I get so jaded listening to those because part of me just says, how about if we just find the two or three companies that hope that you get run over by a car this holiday season and just point those guys out and then we all know who they are and then we can all just relax because the staff and faculty of acadia university <laughs> hope that you get <laughs> hope that you hope drown that you in the bathtub and the toaster falls in on top of you yes this this, this um, season. 
<laughs> the thing it, uh, from from behind the scenes on that, you're 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 100 right. It is a quick sell. The worst though is those are bad, but they're usually they're read by somebody who's a voice talent in the studio by somebody either somebody who's a who's an on air personality or one of the like writers or creative directors who has an, the ability to to record that. The worst are when you get people that come in from like bill's muffler shop and he wants to record it himself car guys that want to do their own commercials those are some of i both love and and hate those so much i talked to some of the producers and they're like yeah we were here for six hours trying to get a 20 second uh take out of these guys (laughs) that you know wasn't mumbled or profanity laden or (laughs) (laughs) i want to hear all of those now oh and they do like at the Christmas party, I don't know how much detail I need to be going Uh-oh. into, but at the Christmas party, they have they what they'll do is they have a um, a uh, blooper reel that they'll usually play, and it's usually like fifteen minutes. But it's almost it's, it's usually the people that are actually from within the state. It's always the people that are within the station because you don't you not you don't want to make fun of, uh, of people who don't really deserve it. I but happily want to make fun of stupid well you know Podunk sure. Town Uncle Larry coming in. But with with yeah, this, with this car that, uh, commercial where he's up there saying, "Come on down to Ron Tenson's Valley Ford, where you can drive away today." The manager <laughs> is away, and, but um, <laughs> the funniest ones are the one like they'll the the the, the voice talent will be reading. And they'll be reading a script that was maybe written by somebody at one of these places. Usually they're written by creative writers within the chain, but sometimes the, the, the like a, a store wants to write their own. Okay. And they'll be reading it, and then you, you could hear them, like, because they go into these blind. They just start reading the script in their radio voice, and then they'll get to a part, and they're like, this doesn't make any sense, and it throws them all off. And they'll be, like, reading about, you know, a sale on, on some kind of wieners or something, and they just can't get through it because it's, you know, it's like... Those are really funny. I don't even know most of those people that are doing the the recordings, but when I read back, when when I go to the party, when I'm dragged to the party, and then I have to listen to this, and it's like, this is like the only reason that I tolerate coming to this thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, as far as songs on the radio, one crossed my radar this year. The newer ones, and I say the newer ones, is I mean the ones basically since the '60s. So Paul McCartney, new ones Paul, that aren't being that aren't being Crosby. Exactly. Paul Paul McCartney's yeah. um, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Uh. That's the one that drives me bonkers the most. And I think I can't remember if I was having this conversation or if I read someone else having this conversation. I think I heard it on uh, on another YouTube channel where a bunch of guys were playing a game and they started talking about that one song and they and they said that one is is the worst one ever because it it's a really it's a really impressive musician you know this is the guy that brought us yesterday and you know all these other beautiful tunes of blackbird and then he throws that one in. he said so the, the the point there is if you are talented enough to write all these beautiful songs you can't just phone in this christmas one you got to give us something good so they're they're mad at that particular one i i just kind of don't listen to it i think we discussed last week i don't even like the tune of uh that um Oh, what was the one? The, the one that got banned and unbanned. Oh, yeah. uh, Baby, it's colder. That's the one. I I don't even like how that one goes. I find that kind of a, a boring song. The melody is meh. But yeah. the one that has really started ruffling my feathers recently is Last Christmas. And oh, yeah. it's not exactly su- super depressing. Because if you want a depressing one, uh, listen to First Christmas Away From Home by Stan Rogers and see how, you know, how unslit your wrists remain. <laughs> not 
well, uh, if if we get any, if we ever got complaints, and we'd get complaints about how <laughs> lackadaisical we are about the concept of suicide. This particular episode, <laughs> we're helping everybody this, <laughs> this this holiday season. So the last Christmas one, the very first line is, "Last Christmas I gave you my heart. The very next day you gave it away." I'm like, okay, one, make better decisions. Have <laughs> mm-hmm. be careful where you put your trusted people because that is a 24 yeah. hour period that you either should have saw coming or you yeah. get out of the dating scene. Well, for it's, a while. It's, it's like listening to Taylor Swift songs where it's like eventually you have to go. Maybe you're the problem, honey. <laughs> but then the the one after that is and because the more I thought about it and it's sort of, this year I'm gonna do this thing and I said. Do you have uh, like some sort of? Are, are you charged only? Do you come out of your crypt only at Christmas time? Like, why, why can't you, like, you? You never look for love other than December twenty fifth, and that's it. Like, Here like, is the day know, that the, I give away my heart. This is the only time that it actually gets done. December twentieth, the stone rolls aside, and Michael Bublé uh, comes out for another year. Maybe, maybe she is. Yeah, maybe it's a song about Michael Bublé itself. Mm-hmm. No, when I say itself, but yeah. <laughs> itself, itself. Uh, Michael Bublé, the the phenomenon of Michael Bublé. <laughs> but the, the thing with with Christmas music, um, I think I think there's a lot of good Christmas music that's come out in the last like whatever X number of years. Um, but I think there's also a lot a lot of Christmas music that is you're right is absolutely phoned in. It's a it's a cash grab. It's a way to you know get a get, new song get out attention there attention at Christmas and to and get the ones and to get an you you have a captive audience because you have all of these radio stations scrambling to put like new stuff or different stuff or you know cuz cuz right like up to like they they put an increasing ratio of Christmas music leading up to Christmas to the point where like Christmas I think today and tomorrow it's going to be it's like 100% christmas music oh, running be. on the if, radio. if it isn't by now god the, the and, and it's just you measure it by the size so of the christmas aisle at the dollar store you can only play so much you know uh, so, so much of this old so much bing crosby so much dean martin so much bing crosby it's uh, you know the rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and and your your burl eyes frosting the snowman your your crooners and these guys and then you get into you know your your paul mccartney and then your but even since then you know and like like like, like you're saying people okay so at the bottom end of the spectrum for effort is i'll just play a cover tune which is my favorite one. Oh, here we go we'll play winter wonderland mm-hmm. just and and it's just another winter wonderland cover yeah just one more that is zero level effort i feel maybe like one percent effort and then you get up to the 50 percent ones and they're phoning in uh oh let's just write something stupid and i've heard some pretty bad country songs that weasel the way mm-hmm. their way over to the rock song be- uh, the rock stations because they are a country song and most christmas carols and sound like a country song anyway so you get those ones and i'm i'm listening to it saying oh you're just saying merry christmas over and over and over again and it's just repeated merry christmas merry christmas and that's the chorus and i think okay you have totally (laughs) thrown this together and then the the upper echelon is someone who said, "Oh, I should I should write a really good Christmas song. I've had this great idea for a Christmas song." And you, and you get those ones. Those are pretty good. Like, yeah, I have you get your Mariah Carey's and yeah, because yeah, Mariah Carey's got a few good Christmas songs. Well, I mean, and, she's yeah. got a large staff of people behind her writing, yeah, putting these together. She's got a, a team of scientists mm-hmm. working effortlessly <laughs> <laughs> over the course <laughs> the of weeks. Mariah Careyologists. <laughs> I got, I got a master's degree in Mariah Careology. 
<laughs> I'm stuck with that in my head now. <laughs> I would just see all these, all these, all these girls like in the lineup at the bar, but they're wearing lab coats and those goggles. <laughs> oh, there go the Mariah Careyologists. They're off to the pub tonight. Oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> they're one, they're the one, the one gay guy that's in the in the class. Yep. You know? Yep. Um, you want to talk about electric vehicles? Um. Yeah, it was just a, a quick blurb that, uh, you know, just to, to do a uh, slam the brakes on one conversation and squeal away in another. Well, uh, honestly, um, this, this is from us to go from the, the holiday conversation, and then we can move over to the stories of 2018. And I feel like 2018, was there was a, a lot of electric vehicle, non, well, not nonsense, but a lot of electric nonsense. vehicle things. No, it's nonsense. We can no, talk about Volkswagen. electric vehicles because it was a big 2018 hot button issue, and this is the New Year's episode, and there, now you can talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Volkswagen, <laughs> as we spoke of, I think probably two episodes ago, they kind of put a big initiative out and said, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna have a whole fleet of vehicles, and we're gonna be cheaper than Tesla, and we're gonna blah blah blah, be more awesome, and because you know we're big in China and all this kind of stuff." And they have prototypes out now, and there's been uh, they've actually let um, various EV shows and magazines come out and look at them. Uh, Volkswagen is promising that it's going to be considerably cheaper than, than the Bolt or the Model 3, which is nice because those are still fairly pricey vehicles for what they are. And, um, the host of, of the fully charged was the, was the reference that I noted. And he said the Bolt was quote on, or the, the prototype from Volkswagen was quote unquote amazing. So we'll see where that goes. And they're, they're doing a lot of work with actually making multiple options for the batteries, whereas everybody else, I mean, Tesla has the option on paper to have a extended or a regular battery, but really you can't actually buy anything except <laughs> the one model that they're making. They're like, we have this whole range of all wheel drive performance models on paper, but we've never actually made one. So here's the standard model bolt three, the Mo- model three uh, EV is the only one you can actually buy. Okay. That sounds kind of, and also sketchy. we're going to put you on a waiting list because they'll be out in about two years. <laughs> so, I mean, we knew a guy that was on the waiting list for a Model 3, and he eventually dumped it because he's like, "This is I'm never going to get this, and went and bought that Honda plug-in hybrid thing. So, Well, the other thing that, uh, that that was part of the, the electric car thing over, over the year, especially, was the infrastructure for it. There's mm. a, a couple of, well, I don't Locally, know what you call leaps and bounds. The, locally, um, I, I couldn't. I can't speak as to like nationwide or or continent wide, but locally, there's definitely been leaps and bounds in the infrastructure. And I, I guess I would probably say nationwide too, because I used to go on to PlugShare and see all like, oh, what if I wanted to drive from here to Toronto? Like, how hard would that be to do it with the Bolt? And it used to push be your car long... from Fredericton to Toronto. <laughs> Yeah, there'd be these long stretches where there'd be nothing but like, you know, oh, you can come use the plug at my house. (laughs) Some guy in like Edmonston who agreed to let people plug into his house. And uh, it would not have been in that language if that were the offer. No, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) maison. but uh pissing off everybody does that <laughs> yeah just, just, uh, just crapping on everybody today but it's um it's it's definitely more filled in across the country uh pretty much until you hit uh, manitoba and then it kind of stops mm. but i mean it is it is what it is for now and and like you said with the uh, the nationwide thing that was uh, posted about you know basically building the whole new railroad going west it's uh it's happening and you know it's going to be the way of the future uh and i'm uh, battery tech is i'm fine with that I think it's great. I think we should have 
Yeah, just as battery tech is still the limiting the limiting factor for envi- for for uh, electric cars at this point. But have them as we'll often as as uh, you know coffee shops and gas stations, and I'm like, yeah, cool. Look at that. Mm-hmm. There's the other yeah. option. But again, these are again. I keep coming up with this with this discussion with other people. The the charging infrastructure is irrelevant unless you buy a car and are not really suited for an electric car. You know what I mean? Like if you if you can charge it at home overnight and then drive it for all you need to drive it during the day and then go home and plug it in again, that's the way to do it. Mm. it but if you're the kind of person that, oh, I, I put 8,000 kilometers a week on my car, it's like, well, maybe at this point in time, an electric car is not for I, you. I want to explore the world in my car, so I'm going to go buy an electric mm. one. Yep. No. Eh, there's there's ways around it if you really want it, but for the most part, if you're just a basic commuter of a couple hundred kilometers a day or less, you're you're fine, but anything more than that, now, it's not worth it at this point. Shifting over to another big story of uh of 2018. Well, not a big story, but I I feel that this came up an awful lot this year and probably a little bit last year as well was statues, inappropriate statues or hmm. just mis what do they call it? misplaced hero worship statues this mm. has come up a number of times and now this is yeah like around the world too because you get the same thing down in the south oh yeah it's happening. been a big thing yeah. in the south mm. for um con- confederate generals and so yeah. you've got on one side of things everyone's saying no this guy i don't know kicked babies and hurt puppies <laughs> and then the other side is saying no he was but at the same time he was a great general he was very important and and then my favorite this statue's always been here and i like to look at it <laughs> i'm like well Okay, I feel like this, it's a huge contentious issue worldwide, but between the two of us, I feel like we will kind of agree on the most logical course here. And it's it's the most sensible thing that I ever read about it, and it just popped up in one of the, in one of the comment threads, and someone just said, okay, take them down and put them in a museum. Job done. Like, mm-hmm. They are there. For and for and contextualize them with a little thing. This used to stand in the main s- uh, square of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, till everyone realized that this guy was <laughs> out there. This guy was a was a raging racist. Yeah, and a sociopath. He would, he would kind of just take his horse and go riding around all the villages, and he would just stab babies, and then get home at night and go, "Ah, oh, yeah, job well done." And then he would, you know, sl- yeah. s- go and abuse his slaves and go to bed. And then, yeah, okay, maybe we shouldn't have a statue of him up, but. This was, you know, this at the time, this was an important figure, and everyone wanted to commemorate him, and they wanted to hero worship this because this was a guy that helped them win the war. And the statue, and everyone kind of looks at it, saying, "Yeah, it's kind of brought the whole community together." And but now we realize that, whoa, we've been putting our faith in the wrong dude. So, all right, let's pick up the statue. Let's go, and we'll put it over here in the museum of inappropriate statues, <laughs> and you can just go and walk through it. I. I would go to that. That would be fascinating to go through a museum just full of all the statues of him. You wouldn't believe where they put this one up. Holy cow. Oh, look, it's Columbus. <laughs> He's still got his own day. But uh, uh, mm-hmm. what are what are your thoughts on, on the on what to do with these things? Do you knock them over and crumble them? And, yeah. Because I don't want it to be out of sight, out of mind. Just take them down and never think about it again. That, well, yeah, that I mean, feels extreme. To, there's no, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that there, there's a different, there, there's... There's revisionist history, which is, I think, what we're kind of living under right now. Or a little. I mean, for years we were. I mean, not even going back to like you know the olden days of yore, just just the young olden days of yore when we were kids. I mean, we were told Columbus was this great heroic explorer mm-hmm. who found the new world. We were told uh, there was a cartoon you know, series about him. I watched it on yeah, TV. Yeah, I mean, we were we were told so many things. We were told Thomas Edison was this brilliant inventor who brought electricity to the masses. Mm-hmm. You know, we were told all I wouldn't be surprised if Orville Redenbacher was a horrible person. Oh. 
probably Colonel Sanders. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, well, Colonel Sanders. I mean, look at look at the man. He was from Kentucky. He was a, a white guy. I guarantee you, he was a horrifying racist. Yeah. And uh, you know, and then you look at like Gandhi. Gandhi did great things for India, but Gandhi was a horrific racist. And I, like Mother Teresa has all these people, like th- these people that we put up on these pedestals as being these paragons of humanity, and they're people. Yeah, they they're not. They they you know they're not. They were demigods. victims they're of not, the time they lived in. Yes, and so it's kind of like we look we look on them now and, and yes it's great to look at somebody and say oh you know look at all the great they did because you know thomas edison did a lot to market electrical power to the masses mm-hmm. he did it at the expense of other people and he did it by co-opting other people's uh work yeah. but you know he can we would we be doing this podcast today if he wasn't the the brilliant and somewhat devious marketer what? that he was there's an argument somebody else yes but would we know because (laughs) tesla was a terrible terrible marketer i mean he was a brilliant man but he kind of you know didn't really know what to do with what he had in his brain so it's kind of it's kind of one of those things it's like the the whole like microsoft microsoft did a lot of good stuff in bringing the computer everybody everybody wants to rip on microsoft oh windows is terrible oh you know shady business practices well yes but before microsoft came along and made it like lowered the barrier to entry for for computers there was no such thing as a computer in the home unless you were like a really weird guy see now you're saying isn't it great that all the grandmas have personal computers so that they can <laughs> screw up facebook posts and not understand how anything works it's, and I'm, it's, it's a moment in history i'm not hating microsoft more because of that it's a moment in history and we can't say what it's going to be in the end but you know it's just a lot of these people did their part in history and whether or not they were good people well chances are given that they were people they probably weren't particularly good people Mm -hmm. um especially you know these people that are making history but i mean the point is that maybe if we understood that these figures these you know uh general lees and and you know other people you know even like your 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 figures like um Abraham Lincoln, he was, he's held up as like this paragon of virtue because he freed the slaves and he was a great, a a great president and stuff like that. And all that is probably, all that is more or less true, but there's, I'm sure he's got to be a couple skeletons in in his closet too. Uh, I'm pretty sure giving the time he was in and his background, he was probably a slave owner himself at one point. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, you know, but that's the thing is if we take the good with the bad and we realize that, you know, just as. And this is going to get me in trouble. Just as Hitler wasn't 100% a monster, no, nor is any particular person 100% an angel. Yeah. They're it, people. Th- these, these, these polarizing arguments always, I, I, they demoralize me so much because you have an entire camp of people and, and, and they're saying, the statue's got to stay up. It's always been here. General Lee was a great general. And you sort of say, mm-hmm. yeah, but well, and as soon as you say just that one little thing that you're you're about to suggest maybe say, like well you're just revisionist historian and you just want to erase everything yeah. no 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 wasn't what I was going to say <laughs> you know what no, I'm yeah, saying is, it, not everything has to be an all or nothing proposition we don't have to hold these people up as as paragons of virtue to be emulated but we also don't have to demonize them they were they were who they were in the times that they were in but you know but th- there is a, there is a line that has to be crossed like you know if, uh, if I don't think if you look 
look back to 2018, and it's even just the last five years, probably eight years since 2010, I think the polarizing of opinions, the, mm. you know, my way or the highway, or you are either well, in camp left or camp right. that's the internet age. That, that's the internet age. Every, like, the, every argument comes down to everybody who disagrees with me is Hitler. Yeah. Or a, a, a libtard snowflake. Yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no way to you're, have you're either one or the sensible other. discussions. There's no way to have sensible discussions anymore because we've people have been taught that their opinion is as valid as everybody else's opinion, and also just as valid as fact. And it really doesn't. Everybody has their own opinion, and you can get into a shouting match over what brand of mustard you like. So <laughs> it doesn't matter in the end. But the thing is, is that it depends on what you're teaching people about those things and i think your idea is good don't like i don't think they, these things need to be destroyed because history is history and we can't ignore that but just like i think it's even important can... that someone had their likeness made into a statue that that mm-hmm. thing needs to be like here in in 1957 we thought that it was important that this jackass got a statue <laughs> and here it is like isn't that amazing isn't that incredible and there's a wonderful piece of history that this complete fool managed to get himself a statue because he told everyone that he helped uh, chase all the snakes out of Auckland or, you know, wherever. <laughs> remember, that, remember, remember that time that guy chased all the snakes? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, all, chased, chased all the snakes out of New Zealand? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's the guy. You just get him over towards the water, and then they just sort of give up and roll away. So uh, <laughs> the other, um, the biggest the biggest story of 2018, obviously, that we that we can't ignore anymore and have to get into is the Oxford sinkhole where what you're saying now is it's it's causing a dip in the nearby Transcan highway so it's it's still growing I, I thought it was uh, I thought well, it was done growing I think the 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 actual opening has slowed to the point where it's 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 still I think it's still growing because the last thing I read was you know oh they were experiencing cracks in the uh, the parking lots around it and stuff like that but yeah apparently now the um the Trans Canada itself is uh, has a uh, a measurable dip in it, uh, or the exit near near Oxford. So measurable yeah, it's, uh, that's not good. It's a measurable dip. It, it's it's I think it's, it's continuing probably underground to develop, but I feel like I, I it, a weird morbid part of me hopes that this becomes Nova Scotia's Tacoma Narrows. You know, like at, at one point we'll just see <laughs> these awesome uh, videos, captured videos of an entire town being sunk underground <laughs> in one swift move. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Tacoma Narrows. That was that bridge thing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was that weavy, the br- wavy the, the bridge. bridge video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Okay, so the Oxford sinkhole is fine now. Uh, so <laughs> for 2018, I feel uh, if anyone, historians especially, if you're going to say, "Oh, what was 2018?" Oh, remember that year? Yep, that was the year that most of Donald Trump's BS just went. It it it. I feel like everything got ramped to 11. I think that you're going to redefine that scale in the coming years. Do you think 2019 years. is going to be even I think crazier? it's going to continue to get crazier. How much I crazier think, can it be? Because I think something is going to come to light that proves like something like the, the Russian connection or something like what that. I, and I think that what I love, people are still not going to accept that he is not the, the, the coming of the savior. What I love about this entire thing, the, 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 the Russia collusion and the paying off of the porn star and uh, what was, was you know, the, 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 the tax, you know, will not release tax things and this and that. And the way he speaks in general is because he, I, there's so many people who are having a hard time differentiating between politics and sleazy businessman because mm-hmm. politicians you pick any well a large a large group of senators congressmen 
they do the same kind of greasing the you know greasing mm-hmm. the wheels and uh, greasing the palms and little back backhand shady deals but they just cover themselves much better because because politicians are under a much better microscope i feel like we've talked about this whereas business people take for example like say the coke brothers those two are into way worse stuff you know, they're paying people off left and right. The whole producer, like Harvey Weinstein, that, mm-hmm. that brought up a, a lot of this kind of thing. So the actual business dealings of what goes on at the top is what uh, Trump had done his whole life and gotten away with because that's what happens on the business side. You get away with that. As soon as you pay off, like as, as soon as you tell the National Enquirer to buy someone's story for $130,000, it literally goes away. Is done mm-hmm. because if they want to come to like, oh, this person did this to me, like who, who, the 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 the, the secondary owner, you know, the, the assistant VP of one large bank, who cares? That's not news. That that doesn't matter to anybody. It goes away. But when you take sleazy business practices and slide it over into politics, it's under a different microscope, and all of that's going to get found out. And every time these stories come out, I think. Yeah, a lot of them do that, but he made the big mistake of (laughs) once you switch from sleazy business to politics, you have to do things the politics way because otherwise you get found out and everything comes to light. So he came in and the first thing he did was, oh, crap, here's a a porn star who wants who wants to come out and and say that that I had an affair with her. Well, just do what we always do. Pay her off. And when you're the you know president what, of the country, no. Here's the thing that I think Trump has figured out that a lot of presidents before him had not figured out. If you don't lie about stuff like that, like if, if something comes to light and you're like, yeah, people are like, no, all right. Because, I mean, this happened. And, and like there's... He, Nobody is doubting that he had this affair with the, with this adult film star. I don't think he's ever admitted to it, though. I think he's still calling her a, a liar. Well, I don't know. I'd have to look up. But I mean, the thing is, he seems to be a much more open about what a sleazebag he is or has been in, in his in his history history but you get again i think we've talked about this before too you you get your bill clinton uh, i have not had sexual relations with that woman and it's I just i may have had some of the marijuana but i did not inhale yeah exactly just don't lie about that stuff because when you're caught out when, when you're caught in the lie the lie is much worse than the act mm. because you know it's like when, when when somebody asked obama about marijuana and he's like yeah i've smoked marijuana and i inhaled because that's kind of the point mm. And everyone's like, oh, you know, hey. They but, didn't uh, quite know where to go with that. They're like, ah, but you, uh, oh. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's like nobody, nobody, nobody really cares what you do as long as you don't lie about it. And that's the kind of thing is like, you know, he either doesn't lie about it or just doesn't, like, just moves, just, he'll just do that, like, you know, derisive thing, whatever, and then move past it. Like, well, a lot, a lot of his most, most recent. Uh, defenses of himself have been things like no i had no contact with russia and then in the same sentence he goes on to say but if i did it wouldn't have been wrong <laughs> or and, and, and but if my staff did i didn't know about it and even if i did know about it it would have it wouldn't be wrong 
And and even if like, it was I, I, wrong, I could pardon myself. So he's basically saying yeah. he's admitting to yeah. everything. He's admitting to the yin yeah. and the yang. But, but with but with <laughs> he's saying I didn't do it, but if I did, it's not a big deal. So don't worry about it. But that's kind of I. I that's have a this, weird have admission niece. of guilt. I I don't. I have an I have a niece, and when she was five years old, I remember one time my my sister in law told me this story, and she she you know because apparently the kid was having uh, had a habit at this point in her life of like drawing on stuff that she wasn't supposed to draw on. Yeah. And, and she was really quiet, and, and and her mother said, "What are you doing in there?" And she replied, "Nothing, but don't come in here." <laughs> See, <laughs> she was she was drawing all over the walls. Trump's self defense but... of himself is not unlike that of a five year old girl. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I'm not doing anything. But don't come check. You don't need. Yep. You don't need to see any of the evidence of of what's actually going on. Ugh. So so yeah, I. I, I can't even imagine. They must be asking this in all the political programs. Oh, what do you think is going to happen in 2019? Blah, 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 blah. Because he was, now I don't even know where the government, oh, right. Oh, no, wait. He, they were going to vote to extend the government to like February, but then all of a sudden he comes back and he says, I'm not signing a thing without money for my wall. And I, I don't, I don't know where that is right now. I don't, I don't get my Stephen, my Stephen Colbert, so I'm not, I'm not sure what the state of the, the American government is currently. But what, what could possibly happen? In 2019, I was I was looking up stories um, before uh, before we started recording and uh, over down here under mixing marijuana and sex from a the, the opinion of a sexologist. Where's that one where it said, what is the impeach meter, the six day impeach meter for December 21st? This is where we're at for when do Republicans decide if he's enough of a dead weight to cut him loose? Uh, so it had gone pretty high, and now we're back into some turbulence as of December 21st, 2018. Who's Dahlia Lithwick? Uh, who cares? I don't know who most of these people are. Um, so yeah, apparently it's uh, it's not that high up in the impeachment meter. Everyone's, everyone's okay. The U.S. government is like some really weird anime that Daryl is making us watch, and I just don't care about, even though it's just absolutely ridiculous and... Well, I just I want someone to tell me oh. how close we are to the end. That would be nice. But the, the the problem with this whole thing is every time you hear something crazy, you could flip to the other channel and the other channel is saying, Every oh smooth sailing, everything's going great for President Trump right now. Here's a testimony of nine hundred people who all say they love him. Well, because for some reason and this this I mean, this has always been This is a the polarizing thing. But thing. It, is, it, has, it has never been to this extent where I've. Th- this is like anti vaxxer level of absolute blindness to facts, willful ignorance. Like, I don't understand let's, how let's anybody. Let's just throw the anti vaxxers under the bus as well while we're at it. We've done it to everybody. Any, else. But, well, they, they should be. But <laughs> it, I don't see how anybody can see what this president has done in his partial term, who he is as a person, and be all like, oh, yeah, he tells it like it is. He's doing a good job. Thanks, Obama. It boggles my mind. They exist. And I know they do. There's either exist in my family. There's a lot of people that think. Do they that have he examples? Is... Are they are they telling you? Well, oh, he put through this well, particular legislation getting... that uh, makes it safer for get... platypuses to lay eggs in Florida. He's getting rid of the the he's getting rid of the illegals and he's you know keeping the 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 the, oh, the Mexicans God. out of the country and you know it's it's all absolute hateful racist xenophobic things that he's doing is what gets his constituents to be all like oh he's doing a good job we need more white people in this country we should be more like norway 
Yeah, he's, he's, you know, a real man of the people because he's just like a working Joe. No, he's nothing like you. You know, he, he has been rich all his life. His, 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 everything he has was handed to him. How many more pictures of that golden apartment can you see to make you realize? That's what, that's what I've never understood. Like this, he, he really is the elite. He just talks enough Mm. like a commoner. Yeah, because he's an idiot. Eh. But, or or at least he portrays the character of an idiot in order to get <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say where the uh where the line is blurred there, but I it it differs from day to day whether I think he's actually that ridiculous of a person or or whether I think he's an excellent actor portraying that in order to gain cuz I mean he knows. He knew he wasn't going to get in on, you know, like <laughs> On the vote of women. I don't think he really thought or, he was going to get in at all. I keep, well, I keep seeing I, that uh, that video of on election night, him walking to the podium to give his uh, his exempted speech. God, he looks like he's being led to a firing squad. It's hilarious. But I mean, he knew how, he knew who to target if he wanted to get in because he knew he wasn't going to get in on the vote of uh, on the vote of of immigrants or on the vote of women or on the vote of young people. He's going to get on the vote of xenophobic racists. Yeah. So I was uh, moving past. I, I had a quick look through the news, and there's only one. Maybe we are a week ahead of the because all of these er, 2018 in review stories those will come out on the 30th. Uh, but there mm-hmm. was one that said 2018 was a year of firsts in the sports world. So uh, all of these I don't care about, but. They did sports in 2018? Yeah, and there there was a thing that came out. Oh, they don't even mention it here, but they added another uh, NHL team to the um, to the land of the NHL. And when that happened, I <laughs> this this is the thing that I am the most proud of for some silly reason is because we always talk about the, the sports ball. And like, oh, yeah, we're going to go out and play sports ball and just kind of pretending that we don't understand anything about sports. Cough, pretending. But when coming up with with sports ball uh, news i was saying oh this is some news from the sports ball and puck bat was my other word but I, and i went looking it up no one apparently no one has ever referred to uh, sports as puck bat before so i feel that sports ball is basketball and football and puck bat is baseball and hockey those kind of fit into the different category so in puck bat news seattle seattle has a new or will have and someone told me it was going to be oh yeah that'll be in place in like 2020 or 2021 i'm like god we got to how can you announce a thing and call, oh, it's brand new, awesome news. Yay, we'll see you in two years, bye. And, no- and nothing happens while they're out there building stadiums or, I don't, I don't know, uh, throwing hockey sticks around. Whatever you do when you've got a new team, making up all hockey your shirts, b- building the, the mascot uniform out of human flesh. But it, <laughs> Seattle is really close to Vancouver. So I feel like there's a pretty good and easy rivalry, not only rivalry, but there's going to be a, a bit of a chip on the shoulder from the Vancouverites sort of saying, hey, how come you get to have a, a team right there next to us? I'm just going to check really quick here on proximity because I feel like, yeah, Vancouver and Seattle are way closer together. They're half the distance, I feel, of Calgary and Edmonton. And Edmonton and Calgary are all kind of like, no, we're the better team. No, we're the better team. I mean, yes. Are there other teams that are much closer together? Yes. In fact, Philadelphia and New York. God, I never noticed how close those two cities were. And Boston's a little ways up there. But Seattle and Vancouver are quite near. And Vancouver, Mm. I feel, as a city, they're sort of like, oh, we're we're, we're pretty much the Western hockey team. We are the Pacific Coast hockey team outside of Los Angeles. Or I don't know, where are the, I don't think there's any in (laughs) Oregon. 
Portland? <laughs> no, Portland does have a basketball team. That's the Portland Trailblazers, I think. See, look at me. I know things about sports ball and puck bat. But I feel like Vancouver, they, they had a, a very large area around them that they could support a team. And I think probably a lot of people from Seattle came across the border to go over and watch the Canucks play. Hmm. Probably. This, this is all conjecture. So we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> see what happens in 20, 2019. And, uh, yeah, we'll be... We'll be back in 2019 with more episodes. Unless, oh, hooray. What else did we have to talk about? Was that it? Um, let's see. I've lost the show notes. Because <laughs> I was busy looking for... Know. I was looking for things to do with Donald Trump. Because you were talking about statues and then you went into Donald Trump. So I had to go find... Is it see if anybody had yet erected a Donald Trump statue? Uh, Probably not. The only other thing that I well, had that I mentioned at the beginning... I, I, sent, I sent you a picture, so you should, you should check that oh, out later. Okay, I'll do that. The only other thing that I had that I mentioned was the uh, the witchcraft story, and that was just a very <laughs> weird, strange... Oh, I got that picture. Hey, you sent me that. Oh, wait. Stop sending me things in one... Ooh! Ah. <laughs> what, is, what is happening? God, uh, that's, that's the best. How I, I just, what I just wanted to share that with you so you could suffer as I had suffered. Resulted in that. Uh, Donald Trump statue, and that and that came up. Yeah, that's all of them are that. Excellent, fantastic. So don't Google search Donald no, Trump statue please, unless you want to. Please don't. In which case, do. Um, Timmins, where's Timmins? Ontario. Okay, Tim, so that's a Timmins, woman in Ontario. Ontario. <sighs> Maintains an alias and holds herself to be a self-proclaimed spiritualist, medium, and clairvoyant. So they accused uh, for protection for potential. 33-year-old woman has been charged with pretending to practice witchcraft. Yeah. Fortune-telling, contrary to Section How? 365B. Don't you have anything better to do? D- isn't that, like, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna expose my, my my ignorance here, and I'm shamed to admit this as a Canadian. If this were in the states, wouldn't that be protected by the First Amendment of freedom freedom of religion? I'm sure that must exist here. How many other outdated laws are on the books that police are exploiting to reach their quota? That's a comment. Well, and yeah, that's the thing. It's like this is this is like the oh, it's it's against the law to sit on a garbage can on Sunday in such and such a town, or it's against the law to you know, feed your horse whiskey after 4 p.m. You know, and oh, this could be one of the last uses thing. of Section 365 yeah. before it's scrapped from the criminal code. Late against it's ridiculous. That's because, because I mean, Trudeau's government. Well, first of all, if you believed that somebody was legitimately, if such a thing were, were a thing. But she's not. She's not you, being charged with witchcraft because that obviously no, that's the thing. is stupid. But this is if you could, yeah. If you could say, oh, you know, this this woman is performing these rituals and she's harming other people. If that were a thing that were real, absolutely, she should be charged with that. If you can prove that, yes, she's using these powers to harm other people. But you're not even saying that that's a thing. Using that as a ridiculous law, you're saying, I'm gonna charge this woman for cosplaying, for LARPing. It's coming up to be more and more like fraud. Uh, the victim comes forward and and said, senses a curse or ghost. If you are you. going to a fortune teller and you don't know that it's fraud, I don't know what I can do exactly. to help you. So why isn't she being charged with fraud? The witchcraft charge is because somebody is fraudulently telling fortunes for money. That is the charge. So it's under the fraud portion of the criminal code. Can't you just make up for that by having a little thingy that says for, for entertainment, entertainment purposes, purposes only. only? That is in the very next paragraph. Uh, blah, 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 blah. It's only the psychics that do this fraudulently. They're using this, especially for people in the very vulnerable states, to start handing over more and more and more money. So the law is being repealed. Something, 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 something. Yeah, uh, it's probably, that's I, that's no different than those cold readers. Yeah, uh, I'm hearing a buh. 
or a guh. It's you know. Yeah. It's... So it just seems like some woman was defrauding people, pretending to be a psychic, and they were trying to figure mm-hmm. out a way. Why? I don't understand why they couldn't just catch her with fraud because fraud. I I, I thought they'd done things like this where they uh, there's they scam of... laws for sure. It's like it's one thing is if you like if you wanted to go to a fortune teller and have them lay out your tarot cards and you pay whatever twenty dollars and they tell you your fortune, you're like oh thank you very much and you go on with your life. That's entirely on you. But I, I guess if they were like. You know, oh, you give us this, you know, you give us this much money for this much more time. But I don't see how that then is any different than, I mean, there always used to be those 1-800 numbers or 1-900 yeah, numbers you can call. Yeah, and they all for, said for entertainment like, purposes only. Yeah, and, and it's like, oh, you know, you, you it's nine ninety five per minute. It's like... They're just gonna. They're of course they're gonna try to get you to stay on the line as long as possible to get the most amount of money. But anyway, one of the comments: it's... Why witchcraft? Why not just charge it with fraud and be done with? It? So it's the same question yeah. I'm asking, but no one's got an answer it's, for it. Yeah, I think you're you're right in your original uh, summation where it's like one of those things where we don't know. We, we we don't have enough to get you on anything else, so we're going to get you on this silly faux tax evasion law thing yep. that, you know... That is yeah, apparently going so. away, so that's interesting. And you learn something new every day. We learn all I'm all stuff. for the government stepping in and shutting down these ridiculous things, these Reiki and, you know, acupuncture and <laughs> all of these, like, reflexology and at least okay, moderate it down somehow to it, or just force them to have if something. we're coming down to it chiropractors <laughs> and all of these things that are just complete and utter proven proven scams and i don't care if somebody who said he was a chiropractor once helped your father because nothing nobody else they are provably scams and if you go to any of these chiropractic quote-unquote schools they are literally just teaching these people the very basics of anatomy and then how to market themselves to get the most money from people. There is zero medical training that's actually happening at any of these ear candling. There's this place in Coldbrook and it's just my head explodes whenever I drive by because it's again, for entertainment purposes only, it's one of these things where if you are just there and you're like, oh, we do whatever, ear candling or any of these other ridiculous things, reflexology, Reiki. And if you, as a adult, want to go and spend your hard-earned money to do that, that's great. But they market themselves so hard to the aging population in this area who have no money. Yeah. And it, it's brutal. And like you, if you want to market whatever service to anybody, that's up to you. But the minute you start fleecing people who simply don't know better, and sometimes at the expense of them getting legitimate uh, medical service somewhere that is, might actually extend their life or, or their well-being. But anyway, that's that's I could have a whole weekly podcast with just me ranting about this kind of stuff because it drives me up the wall having seen so many people. Kind of how we why we developed this in the first place. You just need to find more things to rant about. <laughs> but uh, yeah that that's that's just one of my bugaboos is people who just sucker other people in for stuff so i guess i mean i was kind of almost at the at the defense of this psychic witchcraft lady at the beginning but i mean she, that's exactly what she was doing is she was fleecing people for money but again it's it's a silly use of the laws and it kind of sets a bad precedent where now it's like well you know we, we get people for witchcraft instead of you know if you're a scam as long as you're not practicing witchcraft it's fine yeah. 
We had this guy who was uh, doing <laughs> doing con con tricks on old people to get them out of their mortgage payments because he said he was going to take their mortgage payments to the bank for them and then he would end up stealing it. But that's okay because we put him we put him away on suspected witchcraft. Job yeah. done. Oh, then he found out that he was a good Christian boy, so we had to let him go. Host of Crichton from Red Door. What? Yeah. Okay. Well, you're you're I'm, I'm <laughs> you're only like just reading the rest now. of the paragraphs about these electronic vehicle yeah, things. Man. Uh, you never never watch Red Dwarf? Uh, uh, bits and pieces. I think I watched the po- the original pilot episode and then a couple of bits. Bits but... and pizzas? Yep. Yeah, Sally probably made you watch that. Mm, did she? Someone did. Who did? Probably. I forget who did. She probably did. Probably. Probably. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, we, we will be back in the new year uh, with more things to talk about. Chances are lots of news will happen in the next two weeks. Or, I don't know, nothing at all. Uh, all those, <laughs> people are going to change their calendars. Maybe we can... Piss and moan about owning calendars and different things like that. Uh, calendars are, calendars the worst. are awful. I hate things like that. But uh, t- t- if you want to total scam. point something out to us or ask us a question or just complain in general, you can find us on Twitter at Sean and Ross. You can send us an email at Sean and Ross at gmail.com. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Tell your friends. <laughs> Unless you don't have any friends. <laughs> Which case, get some friends. Yeah. Get some friends and tell them. Mixing pot and sex? Make communication a priority, says sexologist.